podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And once more, we emerge rubbing our eyes as if from a dream, having seen you a week ago and in the interim, having played two football matches and won both of them. Uh, here to discuss that are uh, the men who accompanied myself and Jim to uh, both games. Uh, they are uh, our, our good friend, uh, Kevin Jay, noted award-winning comedian, and his brother, Lee Jay. Uh, and also, as always, it's uh, Jim Grant. Hello, Jim. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, lads. Everything all right? Evening, chaps. Three times we spent, in a week. We spent a delightful week together. It feels like I only saw the two of you yesterday and nearly did because it was Sunday. Um, uh, Lee, you have played the noble game of football. Good evening, gents. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I have. Not to a massively high standard. Um, my humble beginning started off at sort of um, as a youth at Charlton Athletic. Um, and Spurs and, and a couple of game, um, and games at uh, West Ham and then went on to kind of like semi-pro football and went into the like the non the non-league divisions and yeah. up and down through the non-league football sort of thing so yeah well we knew Kevin of course but when Jim and I Jim and I uh, met you at the, the two games uh, when Jim heard that he fainted didn't you Jim you, you were so <laughs> yeah. starstruck yeah. you fainted yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and it took uh, over a litre of vodka to revive you <laughs> um, extraordinary. Um, well, it's great to have you uh, on the pod, lads, and uh, great to have a pod that's about two wins. Um, uh, we'll do yeah. them in chronological order. Uh, the, the victory on Sunday, and I don't want to gloat too much about a victory against Tottenham Hotspur, but I suspect we might do at some point in the podcast. We'll find some time to do that. We'll try and set aside some time to do that. But uh, it's almost... Um, it's almost eclipsed the Genk game about which I can now remember very little. Um, goal, Ogbonna goal at the end of the first half. But it was good, wasn't it? There was some rotation again. Um, though not so much rotation that um, uh, Suchek and Rice didn't start. No, well, I think they are, <clears throat> they're, just, they're absolutely central, aren't they, to, to, the, uh, to the way the team sets up and functions. Um, uh, and I think Kral was absent um, anyway, who could possibly step in for one of them in, in those European games, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still an area where perhaps you could argue, you know, we, we, we need to add to the squad just, to, just you know, in case of injuries and suspensions and things. But, but they were great, weren't they? I mean, I thought Suchek in particular on Thursday was, was right back to his... Yeah, he was fantastic on Thursday. Really, really good. Um, he seems to go, sort of have a little bit more um, sort of about him sort of control, touch and passing wise. He seemed to sort of uh, um, inhabit a bit of a wider band of the middle of the park. He was sort of getting forward, but also coming and sort of joining little yeah, triangles. He was, he, was, he was linking and uh, yeah, get, yeah, a little bit further forward perhaps than, uh, but I think the pace of those European games perhaps allows him to do that a bit, a bit more. I yeah, think. maybe it does. Yeah, they. Um, we sort of thought they looked possibly like our uh, best opposition we'd had so far. They looked a bit better th- to us than Rapid, didn't they? Even though we put more goals past them, ultimately they, they was... started quite well. You know, yeah. they looked, they looked, they looked, and they had um, that, that Japanese winger, not their number seven. He was good. The seven. Uh, he was good, and yeah. uh, and and you know, was a handful. Or, you know, until he went off uh, all evening, you know. Yeah. Um, what do you make yeah. of it, Kev? I, I've, I'm not, 
I'm not prepared to have a West Ham team that cruises through a game and kind of just comes out the other side. <laughs> no, it's distressing, isn't just, it? Just going about our business like a, a solid European team. It's kind of who are we? Um, I thought it yeah. was I thought it was bang on by Moyes to start the two central midfielders as he did. I think it was really important to get that win, even though we had a big game on the weekend. Yeah, um, I thought it was really. It, it just shows that he's putting a lot of respect into the competition. He's not kind of got, he's not taking anything for granted. He's you know he's he's going about it in 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 the, in the right way because he, he could have equally put Noble and Lanzini in there. Yeah, as, as a central two and kind of just got through the game, but he didn't. He gave it the respect it deserved, um, and then it speaks you know speaks to the depth of the squad um, that that we was able to make multiple changes in and around that. Um, yeah. But I think the center of the park was was vital to to keep keep strong, and I'm, I'm pleased that he did. Uh, just as, as you say, a solid performance. Don't really remember who scored, um, but it was just a nice European <laughs> night of football. Yeah, it was a uh, was it it was Ogbonna. Yeah, sort of 45 just, and a bit minutes, wasn't it? No, um, uh, Dawson, Dawson. Craig Dawson. Oh, Dawson, yes, that's right. Time. Yeah, oh, God, of course, because he, he replaced the uh, our um, centre-back bearing, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Auburn was saying. Um, and then Diop uh, got the... Um, Diop came on. Second, and, then, right. and then almost immediately uh, Bowen wrapped it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of right. sort of... Uh, well, you know, it looked like a fantastic goal from our end, didn't it? But it was one the goalkeeper should have done better with, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you hit the ball hard and on target, you always got a chance, haven't you? Yeah. So. We rotated, a, we, we, you know, as, as Kevin says, we rotated a lot of the team, didn't we? Um, but they gave a good performance, didn't they, Lee? What did you, uh, what did you make of it all? Yeah, I think um, building on what Kevin just said, really, I'm really glad to see Moyes. Um, he's clearly aiming to enable us to keep um, maintaining our momentum in all competitions, and that is our central midfield pair are vital to that. Everything yeah. goes through them, everything starts or ends with them. And so having them in place is, is, is crucial and not surprised for us to score another goal from a set piece. Um, but, not, but I'm not particularly unhappy about that because, again, those set pieces only come about through a certain level of pressure on the team that we end yeah. up with, and there were fouls and corners that we seem to convert a lot of goals from. So overall, it was a fantastic performance, I think. Yeah, it was funny. Going into Everton, uh, you know, we seem to have lost a little bit of our um, set-piece mojo. Uh, but, boy, it's come back, it's come back <laughs> in spades. Really has done, hasn't it? I mean, you know, three games in a row, they've made the difference for us. Uh, breakthrough goal and, you know, two goals against Everton and um, Spurs. Uh each, you know, um, so it was great to sort of get back on the score sheet through set pieces again because you know they did, you know, they did both tight games, uh, Everton and Spurs, and they made the difference. You know, um, yeah, it was, three, it was, three clean sheets. You know, the defense, yeah. the defensive play, um, as 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 I think, you know, really, really been tightened up in the last few games. Um, and I mean, you know, we looked very, very solid um, in the European game. Um, Everton didn't really threaten that much today, and 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 Spurs, you know, despite the fact they had a lot of the possession, didn't really get behind us and, and threaten too much. And in the second half, hardly at all. In fact, they didn't have a single shot on goal, not even no, no, in the second half. Talking um, about rotating the team, talking about rotating the team, and uh, um, 
our defence being strong, those two sort of come together in uh, our sort of backup central defensive pairing of Diop and Dawson yeah. uh, looking absolutely mustard. I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like Diop is back to his best um, and Dawson we know about. Uh, I really feel Diop is, um, you know, because he has those attributes. He has his height and he has his pace and... Um, he feels like a little bit of a ball carrier as well. He carries the ball out of defence quite a lot. You know, if he's given space, he'll, you know, t- take up a position somewhere near the centre circle rather than, you know, just kind of staying staying back. And, um, uh, you know, I really feel that he might, you know, he might break through if uh, one of the, you know, our, our A pairing sort of seems to lose a bit of form. So it was really great to have sort of, you know, we really do have four really good central defenders now. Well, we've we've always said that. You need, you need four, don't you? You yeah. need four potential first team. It's such an attritional position. They're all going to get plenty of game time during the during the season, I think. I think I think um Diop and Dawson were our centre back parting for a large part of last season, weren't they, when when Bonner yeah. was out. Yeah. So it's quite interesting that we're we're now calling them the, you know, the B side. But yeah. actually, for for a big part of last season, they they were the A side. I think something reflecting on just last, towards the end of last season, talking about us shoring up the defense, we we get into, we got into the realm of rock and roll football last year, didn't we? Where we were having you know these free alls, four threes. Yeah. Um, so that's um, it's great to see us you know putting loads of goals past people in their exciting games. I think it's really reassuring that this season we've not. I don't think we've conceded more more than two, have we? Um, so no, no. We clean pre clean sheets on a bounce. I think yeah. I think I'm I'm really happy of that compared to where we was at the end of last season, where it got a bit at times a bit like whoa, this is <laughs> this, yeah, this is not a sustainable way of playing football. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're sort of conceding about a goal a game at the moment, which is not bad. You know, I think we're we're looking at probably having at the moment one of the best away records in the in the league, one of the best yeah. records in the league. We probably right now probably got one of the best centre back pairings of any team in the league, and the guys that are behind them are chasing them, and really they're all together, kind of developing and working hard to um, to push each other. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's fantastic to see Moise's um, uh, second uh, reign with us now um, began with him kind of shoring up the centre back position and kind of yeah. getting a bit more solid, yeah. and now he's done that again and built on that again, so has protected us for the next kind of phase of West Ham, the players we're going to get and how we're going to evolve moving forward. I, yes. I think that's a really good point about competition, you know, cause, because the, the idea, I mean, it must be a tricky thing as a manager, getting the balance between that competition for places that, that, that you know, uh, drives people on, but at the same time keeping everybody in a squad happy, which I think it's, it's it, which is why I hope we, we move forward in all competitions for as long as we can and don't yes. just give up on cups because that that's a good way of giving giving game time to, to people. And, and I suspect, you know, it, it's, it's good for, good for Fab as well, because uh, I was, I was a little bit worried about him. And I mentioned it in the last podcast that I, I was, is, you know, I wonder if he's beginning to, to, to get, go past his peak, but I thought he was terrific against Spurs. I thought he commanded the area. He was, he used confidence, made the one good save that he he needed to make. Um, uh, you know, looked absolutely back to his distribution was really good. Looked back to his best, and I wonder whether that you know, as Ariel, if you feel is starting to knock on the door, and and it's that kind of healthy competition that that spurs people on and and, and makes people 
you know you know aware they can't relax they can't they can't they can't um drop off their their form you know no absolutely um you know, again, talking of defence, uh, Johnson uh, is now, you know, getting a bit of regular. He's sort of played, uh, I think, three in a row, hasn't he, since Sufal uh, went missing and uh, acquitted himself really well, I think. he's um, um, He seems reasonably sort of athletic. He doesn't quite have the attacking, um, uh, the attacking instincts of... Uh, uh, so I'm going to stop this making a noise. Um, I can't. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um doesn't seem to have quite the attacking instincts of uh Soufal, but you know is uh um he looks really very solid i think he's very you know he's he's absolutely come on in leaps and bounds in terms of confidence i think he's sort of he has a sense he belongs at that level now and uh you know i think he's done a good job um i'd say we, on that point um i think he's in such a great position and not only because of the He's he's played fantastically well for his age and his experience in his last few games that I've seen him, but also having the likes of Cresswell, um, Sufal, and and um, who's the other guy? I'm trying to think. He's just recently come back from injury. Uh, oh, Fredericks. Fredericks um, to guide him and to de- develop him into the fullback he needs to be in order to maintain that level and to be staying in the, in the first um, first eleven. He yeah. will need to get him forward. He will need to be delivering balls into the box. Yeah, yeah, he's got great mentors there to be able to look up to and kind of develop himself into. So again, that succession is kind of built in, built into the squad there for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's another guy really knocking on the door. I suspect in the 23s in Ashby, who's scored four, who's scored to, uh, tonight against Gillingham for the under 21s, and has scored four goals this season from right back, and looks really good. Um, so uh, it's it's really really encouraging. I think. That suddenly, suddenly, fullback. It, I, you could argue left back is somewhere where we still need cover. But but um, you know, for a long while we were worried about fullbacks on both sides, weren't we? And yeah. suddenly that now seems to be a lot a lot healthier than it than it was. The, uh, I agree. The, I thought Johnson was good good in both those games. Really, the oldest man in the building is now playing every week. <laughs> Cresswell is just sort of the, you know, it's like uh, Moyes has forgotten about rotating that position. It's, it's, it, it, the obviously the reality is that he doesn't have the players, but uh, it's almost like he just forgets and puts him on the team sheet. So Cresswell just runs out on the pitch every week, like he did the week before. But he has, um, you know, any doubts about his form have um, sort of gone away a bit. He does seem to have kind of, um, you know, had a little bit of a resurgence, you know. I don't think the pace of the, um, you know, uh, last season under Allardyce and first under Billich um, season is is quite there. You know, that injury has taken its toll as, as a bit of age. But, um, you know, he's certainly getting up and down fine, you know. He's always looking for the overlap. He's good at, you know, he's an old-fashioned left-back. You know, he works very well with... Uh, uh, the player on that flank with him, which usually seems to be Fournals. Yeah, I was going to say Fournals is is a big factor, I think, in in Cresswell's form. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think we're, I think when there was that period where we were questioning whether Cresswell could still play as a left back, and I think it was around the time when he went into the back, uh, the left of the back three. Mm. It was because Fournals wasn't in the team, and I think it really highlighted yeah. just how much Fournals tracks back. I think having Ogbonna alongside him 
and then either yeah. Suchek or right you know when you're in when you've kind of you're around that three or four players it not not taking anything away from Cresswell you know fantastic delivery of the ball he's making all the right decisions um he's he, he's he's really solid and consistent but I think having Ogbonna alongside you four nows in front of you just slightly changes the the the, the way you'll play the game on um I just wanted to come in on the Ben Johnson thing I think it's refreshing to see a fullback doing doing the defending bit. I think we 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 talk so much about fullbacks needing to be able to attack now that we forget that they're part of a back four. And I yeah. think it's, it's refreshing <clears throat> that there's a young uh, English fullback who's who's got the defending part sorted. I think the attacking, the crossing, will come with confidence. I think he's got it. Um, he's no he's no slouch. He's a big guy. I, th- I, I I'm really really impressed with him. Really. Yeah. Impressed. Yeah. He's done a really good job. Yeah. He's he's got the. He's got that attacking side to his game in in the locker. We've seen glimpses of it, haven't we? That, that goal he scored preseason against Celtic was was you know he showed terrific feet and, and plays and went past players. So he can you know he can do that, and I, I agree. I think it's just a matter of you know first things first. He's he's, he's he's you know he's getting the the priorities right, isn't he? He's, he's looking solid as a as a defensive fullback, but but um, yeah, I think he's got the the ability to. Uh, to turn into a you know a fully fledged kind of modern fullback. Yeah, uh, uh, let's pick this up, uh, fellas, after this message. Welcome back. Uh, so yeah, so t- another thing uh, it's probably worth noting is that it was. Um, you know, uh, Moyes did want to win that game, uh, the rapid game, because we go into quite a favourable situation if we top that group, don't we? Yes. Uh, so with, you know, um, uh, you know, a few more fixtures to come up, having played everyone uh, once so far, I think. Um, uh, if we can top that group, we miss out a little sort of tranche of games, don't we? Which will be handy because we're very busy over Christmas. Yeah, we go straight to the last sixteen if we um, if we top the group. Yeah. So the the eight group winners go straight into that last sixteen, and the eight runners up, I think in the, in the round play um, play the eight third place teams from the um, the Champions, Champions League groups. League. I think yeah. that's how it works. Uh, I might be wrong, but um, yeah. So it just gives you a bit of a bit of a you know, a sort of almost a month's breathing space, doesn't it, after, in that, yeah, that period after Christmas, terrific. where, you know, you are hoping you're going to have an FA Cup run and, and whatever yeah. might still, who knows, <laughs> um, uh, despite the opposition tomorrow, might still be involved in the Carabao Cup. So, you know, uh, it will be handy. Yeah, very handy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so on to Sunday, uh, where we played Tottenham Hotspur. Uh in uh, in a uh, um, a very convincing taking up of a kind of cop Tottenham mindset, uh, um, uh, Nuno Espirito Santos, uh, his his summing up of the game was that they entirely controlled it, entirely um, controlled their defeat and owned it, and that in fact it was the result he was after because they're just better than us. And um, uh, for, it's now, I mean, the fact that it's seen as our cup final, it's like, well, we we win it quite a lot then. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Good. It is. It's our uh, cup final, the fact that we win it a lot, sort of, well, that's quite good for us then. Um, um, th- those comments are extraordinary, aren't they? That, that's almost Allardyce level of delusion 
really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, somebody's going to make some meme of it, you know, of, of those comments with the bloke, you know, in the in Iraq, the the the, the, the you know, general saying there are no tanks in Iraq as the American tanks are rolling past it. I mean, how on what planet can you imagine thinking that Spurs were the better team and controlled that game? I think Moyes absolutely did a tactical number on them, totally. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, let them have the ball, let them pass it sideways. They didn't threaten at all. Well, it was interesting because Rice had actually a slightly different perspective. He sort of said in the post-match interview, we 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 did actually want to press them a little harder and get up in this fa- faces, but they were a good side and it's it was a hard game. And uh, I think that's a pretty good sort of, you know, good assessment. Um, uh, you know, I think, I think it was it was a tough game. Uh, sorry, Lee. I was going to say, I thought that was entirely accurate, what he said. You could see the first 15 minutes, they were pushing, and it was really exciting to watch. Yeah. I had a distinct feeling that if we had continued playing that way, we would have got picked off, and they probably would have beaten us because they would have found the space they wanted. Yeah. We didn't give it to them. We had a solid back four, a solid two in front, wide players that got in when they needed to. Um, ben Rama dropped in when he needed to, and it just gave them nothing. They didn't, they didn't realise they needed to get the ball wider and get balls into the box. They did not realise that's what they needed to do. They tried to overload midfield with Son, Mora, Kane, and it was not working at all. Yeah. Performance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, mean, the game is about scoring, you know, creating goal-scoring opportunities, isn't it, and scoring the goals. We created far better goal-scoring opportunities than they did across the 90 minutes. Uh, and and I, I, you know, I don't see anyone could possibly see the game differently, really. No, that's right. I mean, you know, they're, they're literally no shots on goal in the second half sort of tells a bit of a story. It's like you can't, you really can't complain about having the majority of possession if you didn't manage to kick the football at the other team's goal. That's really kind of a bit uh, of a bit strange sort of mealy-mouthed um, sort of assessment of the game. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it, um, you know, we, we said in the pub afterwards that, that you know, we... we we have to learn, um, you know, and we already have done last season, you know, in the early games of last season, our kind of sitting back and hitting on the break um, was, you know, do, doing great for us, you know, four against um, Wolves and three against Leicester or maybe the other way around. But, you know, we did start to hit a little run of games where the opposition's doing that to us. And it took a little while to work out how to kind of pick our way through that. And sometimes we haven't managed to. It's a sort of set piece or something that makes the difference, you know. And um, But we are getting better at that. We are sort of evolving. The style is evolving. I think we are, a lot of teams have set up against us. You know, notably Tuchel's, Tuchel's Chelsea last season were gave us an enormous amount of respect yeah. in that game. Yeah. They really, it was as if they, you know, were setting up against Real Madrid or someone. They really did try to just, um, you know, soak it up because I didn't think they, you know, they, they, they went, that's what we're going to have to do against them. They're quick, they're pacey, they break. We, we've just got to um, just try and see if we can let them play in front of us. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's really encouraging that we don't seem to be a sort of just like a one-trip pony counter-attack team anymore. You know, we saw that Everton, you know, we had a lot of the ball and we took the game, took the game to them and controlled the game that way. This game, it needed a different... Yeah, I think we were a bit leggy of some of them after after the European game. They rested their entire 11 for what is supposedly our cup final. Um, uh, and they also got beat as well uh, mm. in midweek. 
Um, and uh, we controlled, the, I, we controlled this game in a completely different way, you know, uh, through superb defending. I think Azuma was immense, I thought, yes, and Rice, as, as usual, you know, just, just so commanding. Um, and as I say, you know, also inspired, you know, their, their, their amount of possession, we did create the better chances in the game. So, yeah, it wasn't a bit ugly. It wasn't a great spectacle, was it? But, you know. No, no, it was, a, it was a funny game, wasn't it? It fell into periods of real scrappiness, didn't it? And then sort of it sort of dragged itself up. It's as if the game had a kind of its own momentum and, you know, uh, character outside of the two teams in here. It was like it just became very, very just scrappy and very chatty, but then got into sort of some good periods of sort of quite end-to-end play. It was like, you know, uh, even though they didn't have shots, they did get, you know, they clearly had the ball in our half and were always a threat, you know. Mm. What I thought thought was great with VM, the way we played on Sunday, is that when we, and this goes for our defending and our attacking, is that when we're defending, we do get numbers behind the ball. We've got at least six or plus more and more behind the ball defending strong. On Sunday, the line wasn't too deep where they was having pot shots from like outside the edge of the 18. It wasn't yeah. too high where they was getting in behind. So they were really stuck to know what to do. Mm. In, in that way, we really controlled the game. I know Nuno said that they controlled the game. But to be honest with you, him saying the things that he said, I just took them as a massive compliment to us. The, yeah. the, um, the last time I remember anyone speaking like that about, you guys probably remember who, who, who it was against, but it was um, Mourinho. I think it was under Man United, was it, I think, talking about parking the bus and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, it was the same sort of thing. It was just the biggest compliment you can pay because if that was a world class manager, Zidane, or someone who did that sort of tactic, they'll be everyone will be sort of give them all the plaudits they deserve. But because it's West Ham, he thinks he can get away with um, saying that when we controlled the game, like you said, um, Jim, in a completely different way. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean the um, it was interesting. You know, I caught after after I got home, I caught the highlights of uh, on match of the day two of the of that Man U game where they, you know, got beat by five. And a lot of the post-match sort of punditry was about um, Man U's uh, sort of defensive unit being, um, you know, very far less than adequate. But, um, you know, the saying defend as a team really sort of came, you know, really came to my mind. It's like, you know, what's what was what's great about Rice and Suchek was, you know, uh, they're being stood up by our central defenders, which gives them time to just race behind and just nip the ball off their toe. Mm. Uh, um, because, you know, they, they come up against a sort of brick wall and then they have the ball taken off them, but not by the defenders, by the midfielders who are mobile, uh, unable to, you know, once they get it, turn defence into attack. And, and you know, we it's it's the defending as a team really that Moyes has brought to it, isn't it? From from pressing the from Antonio pressing the goalkeeper to everything the centre backs do, it's all about kind of defending as a team and turning defence into attack. And um, you know that that was really evident, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, they kept Ben Rama quiet, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, actually, their 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 central midfielders, Skip and and Hoiberg, did actually have decent games for them. I thought. Um, it just there wasn't enough movement and energy in front of them, to be honest. No. Um, and uh, they, you know, Ben Rama didn't have his greatest game for us, did he? But it, no. it just he just found it difficult to find space and 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 get get in control of things. Um, 
but he still he still put he doesn't sulk, does he? he doesn't shrug his shoulders and give no, it you know no. he's caught the ethos doesn't he he still puts in a shift uh when he hasn't got the ball he still you know closes people down you know presses uh it's really encouraging to see i think that you know in games where that your your kind of flair player who's you know is a bit frozen out of it quite often those those players kind of you know shrug their shoulders a bit and all those man united you know like fernandez just oh i haven't got the ball i just shrug my shoulders and yeah. let people run there was a lot of that going on in Man United. It wasn't just their back four, was it? It was no, the no. fact that those huge flair players they've got just couldn't be asked to track back. You know, um, um, we um, we had a very, we had a very we were fortunate. We were blessed at the Spurs game with uh, 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 a very particular type of football fan uh, quite close to us, just to our right shoulder. Uh, he was. Uh, it was interesting. He he was, um, he was like a sort of referee among the fans. No, he was like a coach among the fans. No, he was, he was, okay. he was, he was coaching. He was, yeah. he was coaching the yeah. team. Uh, yeah, uh, and and he came to the game in a tracksuit, and uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, you know either either you, Kevin, or, or Lee that said he should have really had an iPad with him, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. you know, um, sort of a one of those milkman's racks of Lucasade bottles uh, yeah. ready to. Yeah. And um, it was it was that brilliant sort of uh, punditry that is just describing what the player needs to do next and is going to do next anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that he was yeah he was barking instructions yeah barking, yeah. instructions yeah barking instructions uh um in yeah it just literal <laughs> instructions of what they're about to do <laughs> clearly <laughs> because it is the only thing to stand him up stand him up go to him go to him pressure <laughs> pressure <laughs> it's just a constant it's a bit like he was doing a coaching. He was doing his coaching badges whilst yes. watching a football match. Yes, and that might yes. be. He was the full kit wanker, but of of <laughs> not. He wasn't in a full football kit. He was in a full coach's kit. Um, it was uh, it was great. I I applaud him. I hope he hasn't got a season ticket. Um, <laughs> yeah, because. He seemed to know what Spurs were going to do better than what Spurs knew what they were going to do. Right. Know, he, knew, he knew that Son was going to go go down the outside. Son didn't know he was going to go down the outside, but he knew. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. yeah he was he was a <laughs> he was definitely um, coaching. I mean, to be fair, in his defence, he wasn't a mini moaner. He wasn't being negative. No. It it, it, it was just a full blown dialogue of what they should be be doing i think yeah. saying that he he had a should have had an ipad with him was probably a little bit too flattering he was definitely more of a lever kind of portfolio with laminated yeah. pages uh, yes possibly chat. i think you're probably right you're probably right I, I actually i actually really enjoyed his commentary <laughs> it, it, it it gave me a little bit of a kind of like a non-league kind of feel that, I'm, that i was very used to hearing back in the day <laughs> you just, you've got about like 50 people watching you and some guy with his dog is doing exactly what he was doing and guiding you. Say I'll be playing like left midfield and he'd be standing there and he would basically be guiding me through the whole game. I don't need him, but he'll tell me when to run, when to not to, when to give it here, when to give it there. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. But but if, you're, our... um, 
if you're at sort of Canvey Island or or Bromley or whatever, that, that there's there's almost half a point to doing that in a way because the players might actually be able to hear you. But yeah. uh, there was no way anybody on the pitch was ever going to hear this guy. He was just living out. I think it's lovely, really, in a way. He was kind of living out a fantasy. It was like, as if he was contro- like playing a computer game, was controlling the players. Uh, he got up that morning. He thought, uh, I'm going to the game. Uh, Moyes and his coaching staff need a bit of help. Uh, I think if, uh, if I really get involved, we can win this. We might be able to win this game. Uh, I know it's going to be hard with Tottenham Hotspur, but if I shout constantly and only breathe in every 90 seconds, I think we could nick this one goal. Uh, and that will have been down to me. Do you know, um, the one thing I would say, though, just in case he is listening to your podcast, because he could be one of your subscribers, one of your listeners, mm-hmm. I would say that everything he said... Subscribers! Everything he said was absolutely spot on. Like, he wasn't wrong with what he was saying. He was just too far away for them to be able to hear it. That's all. No, 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 yes, no. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't an, a, a, like a footballing numpty. He, he, he did. They weren't inaccurate, but I think about. anybody who'd never ever seen football before would probably <laughs> shout those things as well. <laughs> That's true. A few years, years ago, when we were in the Bobby Moore lower, we we had a sort of similar character behind us, didn't we? For quite a few seasons, who was much louder. Um, and 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 was more negative, and and had this obsession with shouting the phrase "too easy" when yeah. any any team got anywhere near West Ham's penalty series, as if that that shouldn't sort of be allowed. It should never be possible for the other team to get anywhere near your. Uh, you know, so as soon as somebody passed the ball and it didn't sort of uh, wasn't intercepted by West Ham, he would just shout "too easy, too easy." Yeah, quite often if we lost the coin toss at the beginning of the game, you go, no. So easy, so easy. <laughs> if the, he, I think he thought when when the opposition took a penalty, someone other than the goalkeeper should have put their body on the line and blocked it. No one, there's no one. You left the keeper exposed. So easy, <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he this did do that thing. He did, uh, the guy on Sunday did also do that thing where uh, their, their instructions uh, stretched to um, telling the ball boy not to give the ball back to him. Stri- no, keep it, keep it, with like 85 <laughs> yeah. minutes of the game to go. Yeah, yeah. Don't give it back to him, keep it, keep yeah. it. Like that. He never, it's what, one thing that disappoints me, that seems to have gone for a ball, nobody shouts man on anymore. Do that. That used to be the one bit of thing that all the crowd used to do because you sort of could, you know, uh, man on. Nobody says man on anymore. Have you noticed that? It's gone, isn't it? From the game. Along with get a boot wrapped round your head and you're going home in a London ambulance and various other things that are just now no longer part of my footballing world. A crowd shouting man on. But the. The um the man on shout was always a favourite, and I, I recall an interview with an elite level manager who said a, a, a professional footballer will look around them. I think it's like five times in every ten seconds, and then a, an elite level footballer will be looking around them once a second, you know, in ten yeah. seconds. 
So for us to shout man on for someone that's looked over both shoulders every second for the past 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's really helpful, but I, I would love to know the professional footballer's perspective on that. Is it ever helpful or do you in your mind just go, yeah, I know, I, I saw him before you shouted it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure we've had players for whom it would be helpful, but actually didn't actually help. <laughs> Ray Atterbelt. <laughs> yeah. Turning around saying, where? Mido. <laughs> Kovac. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 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 Gerald Bowen, in a, in a tribute to football of yesteryear, trod on the ball on Sunday, I noticed. And uh, it was really pleasing to see that back. Um, treading on the ball. Treading on the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. see it so much. No. I, think, I think they might be better than they used to be footballers. But Gerald, as a tribute... Yeah. Um, possibly influenced by the fact that his girlfriend is Danny Dyer and also his uh, girlfriend's dad is Danny Dyer. That's a real sort of, um, <laughs> it's like on the plus side or on the negative side. And both the answers are Danny Dyer. Um, yeah, two versions of the thing. Um, so he might have had his mind in other places when he trod on the ball. Um, he is having a really good season. I'm glad he got that goal against uh, Genk because I really think he's um, he's really having a good season, uh, Bowen, so far, even though we're only nine games in. Um, yeah, I do, no, I think he's I think he's great. I mean, I, I think his energy and his uh, his ability on the ball, you know, is 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 much more confident, isn't he now? I think. Um, but yeah, you, I think he does. It's finishing, isn't it? It's that final, those final, yeah. we've said this time and again, don't want to go over old ground, but I do feel, um, you know, again, there was evidence of it on Sunday that just, just taking the extra touch or just not, somebody not quite, there was a point where it was a great ball, I think from Johnson through to, to Antonio and he beat the fullback and he came and cut inside and nobody had might quite made an angle for him to cut yes. the ball back. And so he ended up having to kind of shoot himself and, they couldn't sort of curl it in at the, it was a very narrow angle. And, um, you know, you often go, oh, Antonio, you know, you, but actually when you look at it, you looked at the, um, the, sort of the highlights of that, that, you know, nobody had really quite got themselves into a sensible position for him to kind of cut it back or square it to. And I think there's that, that kind of, uh, it's nitpicking, isn't it? But it's good nitpicking yeah. in a sense, because, because we're at that stage where, so much of what we do as a team is uh, is is really really top level now. Um, we're not quite a Man City or a Liverpool, or we don't score those absolutely clinical goals when we get into those situations. It seems to me that there is always someone blocking the shot, or not quite the angle isn't quite there to make that final pass, or the, just just the final touch isn't quite isn't quite yeah. right. You know, um, I mean, one thing about Sunday as well is that. Um, you know, obviously this is a team of players and it's a manager that, you know, doesn't have any, you know, inbuilt beef with Tottenham Hotspur. But for the fans and for certain of the players, you know, you've seen uh, Noble quite often have a really good game or you've seen him uh, really get the rest of the team going when it's Tottenham Hotspur. And um, Sunday, it really felt you saw from their celebrations that obviously not just you know, winning another game, making it five wins in nine out of the season. But winning that particular game meant quite a lot to them. You could see it meant a lot to Rice to win that match, you know. And um, it's not, you know, Moyes just that Moyes doesn't have a dog in that race. He's Scottish. 
<laughs> you know, he used to manage Everton. It's like, you know, he doesn't he has, doesn't have that, but I think he, you know, he wants to set them out to sort of win every game. So it's nice yeah. to see that sort of level of motivation. Uh, and I like to see it too. Yeah, I've got definitely. a lot of friends who are Spurs fans, and uh, but, you know, so I don't to completely subscribe to that. The one thing I did think, obviously which I thought on the way back from that game was when there was that European Super League thing, I sort of wanted, in a funny way, I was glad that it was, the whole thing was resolved, done and dusted and absolutely dead in the water within, you know, within about sort of 12 or 18 hours of the announcement. But the only reason I would have liked to have seen it sort of carry on for like a couple of days was just for, just to have the kind of, you know, those because you heard a lot of sort of spokespeople from sort of supporters groups from Manchester City supporters groups and from Liverpool supporters groups, you know, saying, you know, football's provenance is in the working classes and that's it. That's the op- area it operates. And we don't want to see it taken away and given to, to, to business hedge fund managers. Everyone's saying that. And I just wanted Spurs, spoke Spurs people to be going, uh, so long, suckers. Yeah, Super League. <laughs> We're in this. You're not losers. What? what what's it? What's it? What? They're not going to? I just, I really, really wanted that. Do you ever, do you ever see see the opposition view thing on these up Mother Brown? Mm-mm, um, no, it is always quite an entertaining read, and um, uh, they do a very good job of kind of editing sort of things from the uh, other teams' forums. And there was the ultimate Spursy comment on it was this, this guy who um, had gone just like really thrown his hands up and said, "Oh, that cheers, Levy, cheers, everyone. That's it." I'm just going to have to send my season ticket back now. I don't think I can ever go again. And his uh, username was for better or worse. Yeah. (laughs) I remember driving away from Upton Park once when we'd beaten them. It might have been the... Was the Billich header there or at White Hart Lane? Um... It's about 95 or something, 95, 96. Uh, Is it the same yeah. game Danny scored? Danny scored. Yeah, that was over there. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it was, a, it was a sort of mid-90s win, and, and I had 606 on in the car. Uh, it's, I, I think it might have been when Meller was presenting it, David Meller. Uh, it could have still have been Danny Baker, but um, Spurs fan wins in and goes, uh, yeah, thing is, they didn't win that game. Uh, like Mello goes, uh, yes, yes, they did. Yeah, no, 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 I didn't. Win. We won that game because we're a big club. We're a big club. There will never be a big club. There will never be a big club. They will never beat us. Okay, <laughs> they literally beat you today. And they get three points and you get none points. No, no, that's not what it's about. We're a big club. There will never be a big club. So we we win every time we play them. Like, you know. <laughs> Sounds like he um, he's now Nuno's uh, post-match scriptwriter. Yeah, yeah, he's his not, whisperer. Just not able to accept. Uh, I saw I saw a stat that, um, and it might it might talk to why Nuno was so deluded about how the game went. Uh, it's ten-one on aggregate for Spurs that in London derbies this season. Wow! 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 That's yeah. wow! Or under his reign, or yeah, so it's ten-one, uh, and they, they were calling for him to be sacked. Which is just great. yeah. Well, their their, their form is is wobbling, isn't it? Because they they they're, they're kind of they were in that 
they were a point above us on Sunday with 15 yeah. points, but th- nine of those points came in those one nil wins in, the, in their first three games. They were top of the league after after three games, weren't they? And um, since then, their their form is really wobbling a bit. I, I would say, um, uh, you know, they've got some good players, but but they're not they're not kind of uh, clicking at the moment, are they? And Kane. You know, they they haven't got a problem with him, haven't they? In the sense that he he does look a little bit as though he doesn't really want to be there. Um, I felt. Yeah, yeah. I I would say that there's the issue of Kane. There's also an issue that we kind of saw a little bit of on Sunday is that their um, centre back pairing are were shocking. Yeah. Well, I would I would not have those two at all. If I, you've got a central midfielder in Dyer, and I think the other I can't remember who the other centre back was. That Antonio Romero, gave, Romero. Yeah. Antonio gave him a torrid time, so you've got two centre halves that I don't really rate that much, and then a, 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 a admittedly great, world class centre forward that doesn't look like he wants to be in the club. So no. it's the likes of Son that have been stepping up to try and make things happen, and across the season, that's not going to work. That's not yeah. that's not going to keep you where you want to be. We can but dream. Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got Aston Villa on Sunday. Um, and Manchester City tomorrow. Manchester City tomorrow, yeah. I suppose we should um, talk a little bit about those. Um, we we probably are sort of, uh, should maybe press on, uh, maybe just predictions for those games, but obviously you know, a little bit of chat about, you know, I wonder what the, you know, the rotation will be. I could see us going back to the team that played um, in the Carabao Cup in our last fixture. So it could be if Kral is, uh, is over if his he's COVID, available, yeah. Uh, he'll play, you know. Kral, Noble. Mm. Yeah. Kral was good, I thought, against Manchester United. I mean, they did play very well against Manchester United. It's particularly the first sort of 20 minutes. They were absolutely yeah. flew at them, didn't they? Um, yeah. I think it would be a different... Yeah, it's going to be hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be really, really hard. Um, I, I, I can't see beyond Manchester City winning the game, but I, I just hope we put up a a decent, a decent performance, and it is an entertaining, you know, entertaining game. But I, 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 I think we'll lose uh, one three. Most well, I think I'm out of hand. Lee, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, the, the game against um, City will be nothing like how City turned over Brighton because we won't come out and play how Brighton played in the first half um, and they got battered for it. We will sit in and play the way we've been playing, solid. Yeah. Um, the players, whoever he chooses, they know what system to play, they know how to play it. So I think City, you'd, you'd probably expect City to do something there and beat us, but I don't think it would be by a massive margin, maybe by a, a goal or two at most. I think maybe a 2-0 or 2-1, that kind of area. Well, which of those are you going to take? I'm sorry? Which of those are you going to take? 2-1? Uh, I'll say 2-1, yeah. 2-1. Kevin? I'm going to go for a West Ham 2-1 win. Oh, nice. Nice. Good. Ever the optimist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's settled on the night, isn't it? Yeah. 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 One all City win on penalties. Oh, yeah, mm. good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, what about Sunday? Uh, I, well, you know, they're not going great, are they? They're sort of, you know, they're... Um, well, they got done quite badly by Arsenal, didn't they? They did. Uh, in their last game. They um, did. Uh, and I don't think Arsenal are all that. No. Um, so I, I, um, I watched that game and he, I don't know why Dean Smith decided to go three at the back 
Um, I think it's the first time in the season he's done it and Arsenal right. run them ragged. He changed it at half-time and went to a back four. Um, Arsenal still went on, obviously, to win and score, but it, they look like a different team. Yeah. Um, so I think if he if he tries to do a back three again, I think we will, you, you know, definitely um, do something. But I think yeah. there probably might be a bit of a... We've become a bit of a tough nut for them to crack recently, haven't yeah. we? Last, we've got quite a decent recent record against them. Um, I don't think we'll lose this, but I, 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 I'd be happy with it. You get to go anywhere like that in the Premier League and you're happy with it. But I, no, I, mean, I think we'll nick it. I think we'll nick it 2-1 someday. 2-1. Uh, mm. Lee? Yeah, I think, I think that could potentially be a, bit, a little bit of a tough, tough game for us. Um, they have lost their last three on the bounce. Yeah, um, I also checked about their formation as well, Kevin. Actually, they they've gone with, with a free free in, at the back and five in midfield um, over the last three games. They've started that way, and okay. I agree. If they do that, they'll I think they'll come unstuck. Um, I think they will try and overload our midfield, but once we get hold of that, because we've got the players to drop in and kind of and pack out the midfield when we need to, I think we'll get the better of them. And I'm expecting a two nil or a two one win to West Ham. So I'll go with two uh, nil to West Ham. Two nil, Kevin. Um, I think he's trying to he's trying to get Ings and Watkins in the team, isn't he? And I think Watkins yes. was out injured, and he's come back, and he's trying to get him in. Um, I think we will win that two nil. Two nil. Yeah, I, I mean, you'd be confident about a win, wouldn't you? I'm sort of tempted to say it'll be a draw, and we'll be frustrated. You know, didn't score often enough, uh, like one all or something. But um, but I will say Aston Villa one, West Ham three. Mm. Um, good nice yes right well I think that's probably that for this week um, um, this has been Stop Hammer Time uh, I'm Phil Whelans with me have been uh, Jim Grant cheerio Lee J thanks guys and Kevin J cheers fellas come on you irons come on if you want to advertise on or sponsor this show Check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network